Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marco. And this is Stan. And we are the Smooth Jazz Alley. We'd like to thank Coffee Talk Jazz Radio for our live interview with Ms. Bridget Lewis. And also for our successful four-week radio campaign that has made us a top seller in jazz on CDBaby.com. Can you hear me, Chris? Yes. Perfect, perfect. Did you hear that introduction? Um, no. <laughs> Everything went quiet wow. about a minute ago. Oh my I... gosh. Oh my god. 
Well, listen, listen, listen. The boards are absolutely lit up, and I need to just reintroduce you one more time. The boards are lit up. So many people are anticipating um, the show. And so I was doing oh, cool. this amazing – I was introducing you and introducing this amazing – so for those of you who didn't hear, because <laughs> folks are still logging on, this is a huge show with lots and lots of energy. And Chris is a highly sought-after performer in both the smooth jazz and gospel jazz realm. He's been playing at some of the biggest venues across the country. He is beloved by so many. So if you guys love R&B, you love sax, you love gospel, you love jazz, guess what, okay? You have got it all in my very, very special guest, Chris Robert. We're going to be talking about his current single, West Coast Soul, um, how and why he became a respiratory therapist. He's a dad, he's a husband, he's a friend, but boy, can he play. OMG, welcome to this party this <laughs> evening. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good, good. Okay, so first of all, I want to talk about the show that you had. I believe it was last night because a little bird told me. And then I believe I sent you an email, and I heard you were just fired and you tore it up. So I want to start with your show from yesterday. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. Um, it was called uh, Max Sachs. And uh, I teamed up with uh, Jordan Chalden. Uh, he's out of the, the Louisiana, Mississippi area over there. And uh, it was actually my first time meeting him, uh, nonetheless uh, playing with him. So it was cool uh, to team up up with him. I always uh, enjoy playing with uh, other uh, horn players, you know. So uh, it was a lot of fun. Wow, that's really, really interesting and so happy to hear Um I always get little tidbits about guests prior to my show, and even though I know that you had mentioned to me that you did have an event that was coming up, a lot of other of our folks that are hanging out in the Florida area, they also told me about it because they heard you were coming to the show. So we're going to let some of them in to talk to you this evening. And so you guys, please do not be shy. This is not the time. I'm going to open up the chat room <laughs> in about um, maybe in about 10 minutes. Um, we're going to open up the board. In about 15 minutes, you guys get your questions ready. We're going to be playing all kinds of delicious music from a variety of Chris's projects. We're going to focus on his current single, West Coast Soul, and I am loving this jam. So let me just tell you, Chris, um, where some of the folks are hanging out from, and I want to know where they are in relationship um, to you in Florida. So there's Jackson Beach, Florida. There's okay. Daytona Beach, Florida. Hey, guys, welcome to the party. <laughs> Clearwater, Florida. So how close yeah. is Clearwater, Florida? Yeah. yeah are, you, down, are you close uh, to Clearwater, Florida? Clearwater's, uh, <clears throat> no, it's a good six hours or so down south. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Six okay. to seven depends on traffic. You know, Florida is one of those really long <laughs> seats. Uh, so, uh, okay. so you can drive all day in Florida. Yeah. Oh my God! So I played down there the, several times. The <laughs> wow! And yeah, then there's yeah, Panama uh, City's on the Gulf Coast. Yeah, I'm one of the few uh, parts of Florida that's on Central Time. Um, so, okay. Uh, so okay. yeah, a lot of a lot of the familiar parts of Florida are all Central down South. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm closer to to Alabama <laughs> than any of those places. <laughs> all right, awesome. And then one last. Um, one last city that I can see because everybody's popping up on, on the board is, let me see, what is this? This is Palm Bay, Florida. Okay. Palm yeah, Bay. Yeah. It sounds very exotic. 
come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah Florida, very, very Florida likes putting those, those palm titles in there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to go ahead. I really just want to get really into your background. Um, you really have a dual career. You're a successful musician. You're also a respiratory therapist. So I want to start out with, I want to talk about the music. We'll get into the other half of your life because, you know, there's so many different parts to to all of us. But I really want to get into your to this music, and I really want to find out, how did you find your voice? Because to me, there's a lot of noise out there. Um, sax is my absolute hands-down go-to instrument for two reasons. My dad, my late father, Arthur, was a sax player. He played alto and tenor sax, so I just have okay. a love for sax. And there's so many voices out there. Um, everyone sounds different. I can distinguish. I'll throw out a couple of names like later. But tell us how you found sure. your voice and your sound because it is wonderful. Well, well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. And, and, and I thank you for, for thinking that I have a, a distinctive sound. You know, I think as a sax player, any musician, but especially sax players, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's such a personal instrument. But there's a sea of saxophonists out there, you know. The uh, the saxophone itself, I mean, it is probably the the premier instrument for jazz. When you think of jazz, whether it be smooth jazz or straight ahead or whatever, it's kind of the poster child instrument, you know. Of course, there's piano, right, right. guitar, and bass, and, and, and trumpet, and all these other instruments. But for whatever reason, the saxophone is what you think of when you think of jazz. Regardless of mm-hmm. you know of, of what kind of jazz you like, it just for whatever reason, just it just is. And because of that, I feel like there's always going to be uh, a multitude of sax players out there, and it's 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 really important to try to find your your niche and your voice in order to to stick out enough that to differentiate. You know, there's just so many saxophonists out there, and uh, I think uh, a big part of that is just constantly practicing, working on on your tone. But um, no doubt our influences uh, definitely reign in. The people I've listened to growing up, the people, the sax players that I really like, um, do shape uh, my internal sound of what I what I hear and strive for, I guess. Um, but one tip that I've <laughs> kind of took from one of my uh, favorite artists, actually, uh, I took it to heart uh, probably 10 years ago, was to not listen to an abundance of saxophone music um, because then you do try to play like those people, you know, you do try to start to try to sound like that. And if everybody's trying to sound like the same, you know, saxophone idol or great or whatever, mm-hmm. then, then everybody kind of starts to play the same type of way. So um, part of it is that I listen to a lot of vocal music and then just try to um, oh. make my saxophone kind of enunciate and, and try to reproduce uh, some of the things that vocalists do um, more so than what other sax players do. Um, and and uh, the, the, just the way to make that make sense, I would say uh, that the saxophone has been said to be the, the closest instrument to the human voice. And uh, and what I mean by that is the range of the saxophone. Um, mm-hmm. And then to extend that range, you run out of you run out of buttons eventually and uh, and keys. And then you have to use <laughs> uh, these uh, these like these oral techniques of manipulating your your throat and your vocal cords and things to be able to extend that range. And it's called the altissimo range. And that's the really high notes on the saxophone. There's no button to make you hit those notes. It's kind of like a trumpet player, how they only have three valves, but yet they still have to play all those same notes. And it becomes, um, you know, mouth muscles and, and throat techniques and, and uh, manipulating uh, your throat and your vocal cords and things like that uh, to, to make those, those notes come out. 
and uh, and so the saxophone is like that as well. So uh, it's it's very similar, you know, to a singer. You know, um, certain things that I have to do or uh, noises and nuances that a singer does is the same thing you have to do to make some of those sounds on the saxophone. And so I try to mimic the saxophone in, in that regard. Um, and then lastly, to answer that, to contribute, I would say that I'm mostly self-taught. And so that probably contributes to the way I play and sound a little bit too, because I didn't go through the traditional methods uh, of, of learning. Uh, so. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know what? That is, that is a new fact because that is what I didn't know. But I, I can share with you, by listening to your tone, you definitely play um, with veracity where, I mean, when you play, Chris, like, I can feel it. You can feel it emanating from your soul, and you're not just, you don't just have your hands, you know, uh, on your facts and uh, sound. You can, use out, you can really just feel it. And the thing that I love about music, and specifically facts, you know, for example, if you've had, like, a really long week and you just want to get away to say go to a club or, you know, a cafe or something like that, and you hear sax, at least for me, like that two hours, that three hours that, you, you know, you've taken the time to get dressed up, you know, pay your money to go and just sit, you want that person to kind of take you away and you want to kind of escape, you know what I mean? And that is what saxophone does for me when I do have a chance to, to get out and to get away, which is not too often. Um, it's just something <laughs> about the sax, something about the sax that I just, absolutely love and it's a sexy instrument on top of that yeah right <laughs> yeah yeah it is it is it's a very personal instrument you know it is it's a cool it looking is. instrument and, uh, I, I know it what you mean is. I've been drawn to it since I heard it as a kid and I just I just knew that I loved it and that I wanted to play <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness so I want to talk about this brand new EP that you came out with it's called West Coast Soul so I'm on the West Coast you're in, yeah. um, you're in Florida. So <laughs> I'm let's on the, talk about the I'm title. On the Gulf Coast. <laughs> how you, Gulf Coast, rather, yeah. of the Gulf Coast. Yeah. So let's talk about how you yeah. came up with the title West Coast, West Coast Soul. And there's definitely a lot of soul for playing um, as you're playing. We're going to play that track, and I'm going to have you to set it up. But let's just talk about that for just a second. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's good. I'm getting a lot of people, even at the show the other night, uh, Despins Moves Jazz. Uh, Ray was like, okay, now he said, how come you didn't call it uh, Gulf Coast Soul? I said, because it doesn't have the same ring to it, or East Coast Soul. It just doesn't <laughs> sound the same rolling off the tongue. Everybody right. says West Coast, you know. Um, I, I love that car show from a while back, West Coast Customs. I, I, I just West Coast has a much better ring to it. But um, but in putting this project together, I knew that I wanted uh, to do a soul project really this time. I wanted, mm. I mean, I, I feel like I'll. I, I implement soul into all my music, not because of my playing, yeah. but just the style of music. I like R and B, yeah. um, you know, and, and 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 gospel and that side of smooth jazz. Um, not unlike mm-hmm. Boney James and some artists like that. That that I just like certain bass lines and and certain things that just hit a certain way. And so that's the mm-hmm. kind of the music that I like. But I, I I just decided to to just call it what it is. And so with this mm-hmm. this record, I knew I wanted the soul and the title. And so um, mm. when Caleb, my producer, was uh, we, we were writing the songs for this and coming up with it, I hadn't fully decided on the on the title. I had many ideas. Uh, I considered actually Green Eyed Soul uh, at one time because 
everybody talks about white guys as soul and blue eyed soul, but I don't have blue eyes. I have green eyes. <laughs> so I was, okay, what can I do with the soul title? But uh, and when we did um, West Coast Soul, the, the single, when we did that song, uh, he, he's like, man, this uh, this really has this chill, laid back West Coast vibe because he used to live in California, so so that's where that okay. was coming from. And so uh, so he said uh, he said this really has kind of um, you know this this West Coast coast feel to it. And I said, well, there we go. We'll put the. I said West Coast Soul. That's 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 it. And I just, it just clicked. It just sounded right. I said West Coast Soul. I said I definitely want. Uh, I said I think the, the song needs to sound uh, be called that, but I said let's just call the whole project that, you know, it, it just it'll make sense. And uh, and I wish I had a much cooler uh, inspired story than that, but that's really what it was <laughs> to it. That's how it came about. And uh, it's just like we like the way it sounds. It has that that still vibe, and so uh, so let's just go with it. So and I said it's going to confuse a lot of people, being that I'm a Florida boy on the Gulf Coast, but that's okay. <laughs> Well, so, I'll tell uh, you, so yeah, that's, that's it absolutely is. Yeah. It is definitely working for you. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play West Coast Soul for the fans. We're going to come back with more good coffee and great chat. Let's take a listen, guys.
Hello, I'm bassist Al Turner. Something big is brewing on Coffee Talk Jazz Radio. You'll hear technical innovators on bass and guitar with no overdubs. Each artist plays music with an uncommon depth of feeling. So join the jazz conversation each week with Miss Bridget. She is the coffee lady. My name's Al Turner. And we are back with our broadcasting live. This is the very best in broadcast radio here at Coffee Talk Jazz with award-winning host, Ms. Bridget Lewis, and my very, very special guest. We have Chris Gosper. He is in the house. You just heard his project, West Coast Soul. Now, I hope you guys will run to all the digital retailers and pick this project up because I am just loving it. So, Chris, please share with our listeners where they can find um, the projector project and then how they can book you virtually, fly you in, fly you out, all that other good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, the easiest place is chrisgodber.com. That is uh, my my home base for uh, all things where I'm playing at and all of my music. Um, my music, of course, available on all the digital platforms, Apple Music, Amazon, Spotify, Tidal, uh, you know, Pandora, wherever you buy or download or stream or listen to music. And uh, the, the single West Coast Soul is available as well. It came out in August. Uh, the rest of the EP, the, the, the remaining songs from that project will be coming out uh, in October. We're uh, shooting for uh, probably October 22nd at this, uh, um, about a month from now. So, uh, so the rest of the project will be dropping very soon. But uh, but yeah, all my other music is 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 out and available as well. My other other albums. But I'm really excited about this one. My last album was 2018, so uh, so definitely definitely time for some new stuff. And of course, um, as you mentioned, booking my booking information is available at uh, chrisgodber.com as well, and uh, and then all my social media links are there also. At uh, chrisgodbersax is my handle for Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> So you just made it very simple. So all things Chris Dobbs, so I hope you guys caught that. So, guys, I have two gift giveaways. For the next two people, you know, as I see you guys hanging out, um, press the one on your phone. I'm going to open up the board. You can ask Chris any question that is relevant to his music. So you talked about your project, and we're going to get into some of the 2018 uh, music momentum. Yes, I was so many tracks on there. I couldn't even pick a favorite, so I'm like, you know what? We're just gonna throw the. We're just gonna throw a hat in the ring. We're just gonna pick. We're just gonna pull some, and um, I've got a couple more questions for you before we jump into uh, momentum. You did mention that the rest of this uh, EP will be coming out on October the twenty second. Um, we're definitely looking forward to that. So, with that being said, what would you say is the most important aspect of a song? Is it the melody? Is it the groove? The beat, the vibe, the lyrics, or what? Because I know it's all in there, <laughs> but for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, de- it definitely all works together. Uh, I would say the hook, you know, that, that main melody, okay. that chorus, it's got to be catchy. And I think that's kind of what differentiates a lot of, uh, I would say, with smooth jazz and modern music versus old school straight ahead jazz, you know, there's a lot of improvisation yeah. on that um, over the chord changes. But uh, but we're you know we're used to hooks and we're used to melodies and and uh, people's 
uh, attention span is uh, is not what it was, and I think that's you know as music has evolved as, uh, to to constitute and, and help with that. So I would say that that the hook is the most uh, important aspect for me. Um, that's kind of where it comes, you know, a catchy melody will be in my head and then we build everything around that or put the chords around it. And sometimes it's a chord progression and then I have to come up with a catchy melody when I'm writing a song. But, you know, the bass line and all that stuff is important, but that all comes later. Uh, the hook is what people remember. You know, you don't go around usually humming a bass line. You, you're, you, get a, you get a tune stuck in your head, you know. You, you, uh, you're not necessarily getting a drum beat stuck in your head. It's the melody, the hook. And that's what sticks with you. Oh and that's when God. you get a song stuck in your head. That's what it is. So I would say that's probably the most important thing. That's the takeaway and what people will remember. I'm so glad you said that. It's funny because um, my boyfriend and I, we were having this conversation earlier. And so um, he came by, he came by the studio. And so he said, honey, I got a question for you. I was like, well, what is it? He said, uh, do you remember this song? And so he played it. And it was a theme song for Gilligan's Island. He never gave me the word. And that Gilligan's Island is so old. And I promise you, Chris, I sang every single line. And I said, oh, my God. Like, it, I never skipped a beat, no pun intended. And I probably have not heard the theme for Gilligan's Island probably in, in, in 15 years. And it's such a beautiful piece of American television history. And I'm thinking, yeah. I still remember the words. <laughs> like wow, and that's and that's exactly what yeah. you're talking about. That hook, I can tell you about yep. Marianne, the professor, Mr. Oh, Howell, yeah. I mean, just everybody. <laughs> Absolutely, I I loved. I mean, it was reruns <laughs> when I was a kid, but I loved watching it. Uh, every, every every morning before school it was Gilligan's Island, you know. Uh, so <laughs> exactly. so yeah, and you're right. I mean, it's, you you can it brings brings back memories just just thinking about it. So so yeah, it it definitely brings back those memories, and I I would say that music is a marker of memories because there are times where I can think back to my days in high school, my days in college, and I would hear a song and it would, it would take me back. Think about this. It would take me back oh, yeah. to a smell, for example, what I mean by that great cooks in my yeah. family and music was always sure. playing in the house. And I'd hear this song. I was like, mm, that reminds me of when mom was making that good old fashioned cornbread yeah. and sweet potatoes. Right? I was about to say that music <laughs> and smells, they can take you back to a certain, it's oh like a, it, it's, it's an emotion that, that gets locked in time that, that you know, with mm. a, a particular song. I, I remember for whatever reason, when I was in like 2008, when I was test driving a, a cars and I was looking at buying another car, this particular gym class hero song was really popular on the radio. Uh, take a look at my girlfriend or whatever it was called. Um, it was a really popular song, and it was just playing on all the stations. Every time I would test drive a car that week, that was always on. And for whatever reason, whenever I hear that song, I think of that <laughs> car that I bought that week. Or, you know, just that's just a silly example, but it's just one of those things that, that that's how yeah, music yeah. is. And it's like a time stamp in your life, and this is, it, you know, it brings you back to a certain memory. So, yeah. Wow. I, I like that. I'm going to have to use it. Music really is a, um, it really is a time stamp. It, it when you said that, it took yeah. me back to when I had a conversation with Peter White and how his song Perfect Moments was, it was my saving grace when my mom took ill. And I just remember it was something about the way that the song hit my soul. And when I would hear this song, I would cry. When I would hear this, it wow. was, and I played it every day 
for months and months and months on end because my mom got sick. She was in the hospital. She was in ICU. And I wanted to go back, first of all, with the title of the song that got me. The song was called Perfect Moment. And I wanted to go back to that moment in time before my mom got sick because I talked with her the night before um, she ended up in uh, in emergency. And it was just something about this song. And I said, I've got to find out the impetus behind this song. And so I, I didn't know Peter. This was like back in 2005, 2006. I didn't know Peter. I didn't know anybody. And I said, but I had all of Peter's CDs. I knew all the producers. I knew all the, I knew all the, cha- I knew, I knew everything. Every, every chord he strung, I knew everything. So I sent him an email and Peter answered. I'm like, oh my God, what do I do now? Right. So I told Peter that I, I, I promise you this is, this is the truth. I, I said to him, and I said, you know, I'm really going through a really tough time. I said, your music is really helping me and my mom. And I said, I really want to find out the impetus behind the song. I would love to interview you. And Peter said, yes. I'm like, oh, what do I do, right? And then I pulled it all oh, together. Yeah. And, then, and then Peter and I, we have this incredible interview. And then when I got him live, you know, online, and then I began to tell him about his childhood and then the songs that affected him and then Al Stewart and how Al Stewart's song affected him as a mentor. He was like, my God, who are you, right? And the point <laughs> is songs and melodies and chords are so significant. And I told him, I said, it was because of you, I said that I really got through one of the most traumatic times in my life and my mom's life. And he said, hearing you say that is the reason why I travel 300 times a year and I'm never at home, to hear the story, to hear how music has healed, helped people to survive. Um, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And, and when we think about music, I mean, it could be when a child is born, um, when someone is passing, but music is just so significant. And um, if there was one thing that you could share that music has done for you, um, let the fans know what is that, what has music done for you? Well, I think, as you were just hitting on, music is such a powerful uh, force, you know. Um, even even biblically speaking, uh, David used music and the harp to, to soothe uh, a very rough King Saul, you know. And uh, so music is, is one of those things that can stir the, the soul, and uh, especially this kind of music, I would say, this uh, instrumental mm-hmm. music. Um, it crosses not only genres but, but cultures, you know, because because there aren't words for the most part. And so uh, it can be understood and appreciated regardless of what language you speak or where you're at. And so it's a, it's a very powerful thing. I think it, it just helped me uh, as a whole and, of course, um, you know, as an asthmatic who was told I would never be able to play the saxophone because of how bad my asthma was. And this is my doctor mm. telling me that as a kid. And, and uh, so music was kind of a saving grace for me. Um, you know, I was uh, inspired by by uh, the, sax, the sound of the saxophone. I knew I wanted to play the saxophone. Uh, I had no idea it would end up becoming a um, a career choice or something like that. But, you know, this, I just love music wow. so much that, um, that uh, it ended up being very therapeutic for me physically as well. And uh, the positive pressure and resistance it takes to, uh, to play a wind instrument like the saxophone really helped my asthma in the long run. I didn't understand why until... Uh, I became a respiratory therapist, but, but yeah, in middle school, when I started to play the sax, that was, 
that was a big turning point for, for me and, and, uh, and my asthma as well. Well, that is such a powerful story. Um, you, you touched on a couple things that really hit me. Um, you and I are both Christians, and so number one, I believe in the power of prayer. Number two, uh, I, believe, I believe in God and inerrancy from Genesis to Revelation. And when you mentioned um, the story of David and, you know, the music um, that was so significant, you know, in the word of God as to where, um, and I don't even like, even want to start preaching here because I'm not preaching, but I do feel like I'm kind of a minister <laughs> at times when I'm having a conversation, but really. We are. We're all called about, to ministry one way or another, you know. We really, really are. When I think about think of, think think about let's let's talk about some people call him Satan, some people call him the devil, some people call him the evil one. But what we know that he was literally the choir director in heaven, and he was so beautiful. Yeah. And my understanding from reading the Word of God is that when he walked, music came out of him, and he got the big head, right? And he thought, okay, well, God, you know what, I'm a lot more significant than you are. So, hey, you know what, I want everybody to bow down and worship me. And God was like, "Uh, not in here. And so God kicked his butt out of heaven, and then there we go. And so I think that music has had such such a significant impact on our young people. And that's why I think it's so important that young people hear the right kinds of music because it has such an impactful impact powerful influence and it can make you do stuff you know i mean honestly oh think absolutely about some of the, absolutely the raunchy think about some of the oh raunchy yeah music i mean you, and, you hear the right right beat some some yeah some hip-hop thug songs can make you if you're driving your car you want to all of a sudden lean back in your seat and, and uh <laughs> you know, it gives you a certain I'm feeling like, really and, uh, it can, like, it can oh overcome it can, it can it can change your mood i mean it could be a, i mean you think exactly. of pharrell williams happy the song happy okay oh that God, that, that yeah. makes you want to dance right you know but you can have something <laughs> totally different that can totally change your mood you know it can for good or bad better or worse it can uh it can definitely, right. definitely wow. change things so yeah and uh, some of that is i mean there's there, it's not just physical yeah you know, to me uh you know the chord progressions and major and minor and different mm-hmm. things like that there's i feel like there's there's like a, a spiritual element to that just because of the history of music and what you were talking about. And, uh, and oh, so, yeah, yeah there's, absolutely. There's, uh, yeah. absolutely. Um, what you said is so powerful. We're going to play um, the title track from your, um, this is from your 2018. Um, see, now I'm telling my age when I say album, okay? Some people say, see, I'm like, no, it's an album. No, <laughs> I, wish, I still call it that, you know. I, yeah, it's an, it's whether it's digital or not, it's still an album. If it is a full 10-length, 10-song project, it's an album. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It is an album. And when you said how how music just changes changes people, and you talked about, um, you know, when you were in elementary school and how you started playing music. And so um, this was, was I call it a, a God idea. This was a God idea back in 2010, and it was a, it was a, it was a passion project of mine because my mom was an educator and my mom played piano and my dad played sax and I sing, but mostly people know me for my talking, but please don't try and put me up on stage next to Alicia Keys or anybody like that. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> Just give me the mic and I'll talk. But the point is I really wanted to make um, 
a serious contribution in the urban community with our children because that's the one thing that I noticed that whenever I would go into the schools and I'd look at the little black kids, I'd look at the little Hispanic kids, the little brown kids, I looked at everybody. And when we brought the musicians in the school, nobody was fighting, nobody was arguing, everybody was sitting with their legs folded. I mean, the kids were absolutely mesmerized. So one of the things that we started back in 2010 was our Gifted Music Foundation at Music matters and typically music is the last thing to be added and the first program to be cut and i'm thinking awful this is this is this is really awful because you could be yeah. cutting a, a chris godfrey you could be cutting a quincy jones and whitten marsalis and joe albright i mean where would we be without the music and so i said you know i may not yeah. be able to do everything but i can do Something and so to put together the the gift of music found the coffee talks gift of music foundation for kids. Um, I really reached out and I said I really need help, guys, and this is something that I really really want to do. And the gift of music foundation, um, I actually ended up sitting down and talking with the uh, LAUSD, which is LA Unified School District, and I said, what can I do being part of the arts and entertainment community to raise money and to raise awareness that kids really need um, music in their lives? I think it's going to help them significantly, number one, because it's going to bring about help with the socialization. That's the first thing. The second thing is you're going to learn how to count because you got to stay on beat, right? It's math. Yeah. you got to count. Yeah. It's, it's math. Yeah, and absolutely. And I think that it's it, it really helps with the socialization. So with that being said, we end up selecting three to five schools that we would go out to every quarter, and then we would take um, we would take musicians out with us, saxophonists, um, guitarists, keyboard players, and percussionists. And I'm telling you, the wide-eyed look on these kids' faces to be that close to an instrument, I mean, they were just, their eyes were bugged out. Their jaws were dropped. And they were like, oh, I want to touch it. I want it. I mean, and they were like, yeah. you know, reaching out, reaching out for the musicians and stuff like that. And so I say it's so significant. So for anyone who's listening across the country and around the world, if you all have what I would call gently used instruments, if you guys can donate to our Gifted Music Foundation, you know, go to our website at Coffee Talk Jazz dot com and you know leave a message and say hey I heard you and Chris live on air we want to help we we want to support um, so yeah it's a, it's it's such a big deal and we we've, we've had some we've had some support for example um, I partnered with a funny guitar and partnered with Cannonball Musical Instruments um, Kelvin and Cheryl Lockie uh, own yeah um, Cannonball Musical Instruments and they're huge I yeah. mean. There's so Absolutely. many people, that, so many people that, that play Cannonball from Marion yeah. Metal to Gerald, Gerald Albright, to, Eric Darius, Paul Taylor. I can yeah. go all the way down the yeah. line and, and stuff like that. So you guys want to continue. Yeah. So one of the things that Cannonball did for us, and I'm telling you, I, I cried. I have pictures somewhere, maybe on my Instagram. Well, they donated to us four student trumpets and four student saxophones, right? Four cool. student trumpets and four students. Yeah. Trust yeah. me, it was, it was so huge. And then they got pictures 
they got pictures of, of the kids, and then, you know, we had um, individuals that were donating, uh, that were donating money, you know, to our Gifted Music Foundation. So for the kids that did not receive the instruments, they were given a grant, you know, for the voice lesson or for the violin. So it's such, it's such, such deal. I just had to get that out because sure. I'm so impassioned about it, as you can probably, as you oh, can probably absolutely. tell. And, and that's, yeah. that's, that's me. I was so a product good. of the public school system. And if it weren't for that, I wouldn't be playing saxophone today, you know, because my, my parents, you know, couldn't afford the private lessons, things like that. And, uh, and so, um, so yeah, public school music programs, like you said, are, are uh, so, so important. And unfortunately, one of the first to get cut in favor of, you know, the, the high and mighty sports teams. And I'm not anti-sports by any means, but I'm, I constantly kind of an advocate for, for music and telling people, you know, sports are great, but, but, you know, if you don't get drafted in the NFL and the NBA, the, you know, the, the, then what, you know, if you don't That's do rare. college ball, you know, <laughs> the, the, then, then what do you do with those skills? You know, are you going to coach little league or something? I mean, you know, there's right. nothing wrong with that, but as, as a mu- musician you can learn an instrument and you can do so much. Um, even if you don't go be a professional player, you don't have, you can give lessons, you know, um, you can play some, you know, some local restaurant gigs. You can have some extra income uh, as a result of that, oh, or yeah. just the fact that you're playing it all is so therapeutic. You know, it's a lot of fun. Oh my gosh! So yeah. So yeah. speaking of playing, big, I want to do what I call a double. Well. <laughs> oh my god! I want to do what what I call a double double. I'm going to actually actually okay. have you to set up the track momentum for your from your 2008 um, album, and then we may play something from my offering, but. I want to um, want you to go ahead and set up momentum, and then we'll play another song behind that one. And you'll tell me what we okay. play. This is kind of like, do you know your music? Of course you do, right? So I'll have you to set it up, and then we'll play a double double, and we'll come back and work it, okay. copy and great okay. chat. Well, yeah. So, um, so 2015 was uh, the, my breakout album for starting over, and that one uh, mm-hmm. was actually like my my fourth project if when I include my Christmas album in there. And uh, and so that one was my first album that finally got on radio, uh, finally got a, a, a smooth jazz promoter that knew what they were doing and got me on uh, on the radio. And uh, also that it was my first album that I felt was commercial to be worthy of radio airplay anyway. And uh, so we did well with Rain and Chill, um, were some um, popular singles off of that record in the top ten on the uh, Groove Jazz Music charts. And so with the success of that album, we followed up in 2018 uh, with Momentum. And we called it that uh, just because of the uh, success <laughs> of uh, the Starting Over album of Rain and Chill. Uh, we decided that, that we, we wanted to keep that forward motion going, that momentum. And, uh, and mm-hmm. so that was the, the, the title of the album. And if you're looking at the picture, the album cover, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting on a, on a jet. And uh, that's important because yeah. my, my wife's a photographer <laughs> for um, my, my, uh, my music. She does my album art and the photo shoots for for all my uh, marketing and for the CD sales and, and uh, CDs and whatnot. And so uh, when we were setting this album up, we knew we wanted it to be called Momentum. The, the, the album was recorded. The song was done. But we're like, what do we what do we do for a picture? Like, what does Momentum look like? You know, if you Google Momentum, wow. you just get those little steel balls going back and forth, you know? <laughs> like, okay, well, that's not what we want. <laughs> so my dad, being the military guy, he's like, you need to take a picture in front of a jet, son. And so I said, that's a good idea. <laughs> so we uh, we made some made some calls and phoned some friends and uh, 
got got a uh, got somebody to let us use their their plane for the photo shoot. <laughs> so that's how let that came about. Let me tell you, but, you guys, this... <laughs> so significant. Wow. <laughs> but wow. that's that's this that's song. Amazing. It's a follow up to uh, the Starting Over album. It's a fun, energetic song, and I think the title fits it pretty well. It's called Momentum. All right, guys, here we go. Let's take a listen, shall we?
Marjane, contemporary gospel recording artist. Do you love good coffee and a great chat? Well, today is your chance to peek behind the curtain with your favorite artist. Are you celebrating a birthday? If so, join us with the Coffee Talk Jazz Radio Birthday Club. Send us a text at 562-355-0311 or email us at coffeetalkjazzradio at msn.com. We'll also give you a live shout-out and plenty of Twitter love. You never know what you might win. Call us today if it's your birthday at 347-934-0108. Be sure to follow our tweets and also follow us on Facebook. So happy birthday from Miss Bridget and the Coffee Talk Jazz crew. And we are back, guys, and I am on with my very special guest, Scott Burt. You all have heard West Coast Soul, Momentum, Sizzle. He told you he is a, um, a respiratory therapist. I'm loving the whole play on words, sex therapy. Um, I know this came up with that. I shouldn't even come up with that. And we want to shout out to his beautiful wife and his two gorgeous little kids. Thank you guys so much. Please thank your family. Um, for sharing, for allowing you to just, you know, be a part of the Coffee Talk Jazz Party uh, today. And if she's listening, your pictures are gorgeous. Hey, girl, take a picture of me. Yes, she did her thing, I must say. (laughs) She's got a good eye. (laughs) She's got an amazing eye. Um, And it's so funny, when I saw your your pictures, I was like, okay, I want to ride, okay, on that Gulf Stream, if that's what that is. But super nice. And... So cool. I was like, I see you. Okay, Chris, I see you. Yeah. Super cute, super cute, super cute. <laughs> yeah, we did that shoot. We're like, how are we going to top this getting on a plane? Like, ah, we're not. We're just going to do something different. But <laughs> it's fun. Oh, my God. And then, uh, I mean, for, for the really, West Coast Soul, we did the, the beach vibes. So. <laughs> yeah, which is super, super cute. Really cute. So, guys, listen, I have two gifts to give away. I so want to give these away. Now, I will tell you guys, the Coffee Talk Jazz, um, t-shirts, okay, that's a coveted item. You can't even buy them anywhere. Well, of course, if you go to coffeetimejazz.com and you go to our coffee shop, a plate on words, yes, go to our coffee shop, and you guys can actually grab your t-shirt there. We have small, large, and extra large for our burly guys out there, and then we even have the baby doll tees <laughs> for our ladies that really kind of want to get their um, their groove on as well, so that's available there. Um we're going to be doing something significant. I'll go and I'll share it now. It's having a conversation with my team. Um, it's something that I thought about and put it down and thought about it, but things have really kind of shifted and have really changed. Um, we're going to start the Coffee Talk Jazz Cafe, and it's actually going to be a physical location here in California. Um, there's a lot of growth that are going on uh, in the city where I live. I live pretty close to the brand-new SoFi Stadium which is a $5 billion, and Inglewood has just, like, taken off. It's just crazy what, what's happening. Um, so that stadium literally just opened. Uh, the Rams and the Chargers were there, and then they're also building out. Um, it's called the Intuit, Intuit Stadium, uh, which is going to house about 60,000. No, I'm sorry, that was going to house 30,000 fans. That's going to be for the Clippers, and the Olympics is going to be held there as well in 20. 20- 24. So a lot of things is happening, but my point is there is nothing in California, or shall I say there's nothing in the particular area where I live 
and where um, a lot of musicians have come to the city. Um, they come to the LAX quarter. I'm literally like maybe 15 minutes away, and we love Spagatinis. I'm very, very good friends with Terry Hartwick, the co-owner, and Lori Cisneros. But that's down in Orange County, still beach between the um, the 22 and where the 405 meets. But there's nothing, there's nothing really in between. And so I said, you know what? Um, I'm just going to do the dang thing. I've been in this business for 15 years. <laughs> and so we're going to be the Coffee Talk, uh, Coffee Talk Jazz Cafe. We're going to be serving croissants. You know, we're going to be testing out what people want to eat, you know, in terms of the drinks. Um, I'm not an alcohol kind of girl. So there's not going to be like a whole lot of, a lot of alcohol, but we're going to set it up where folks can come and rehearse and practice and jam. So it's a big, big ta-da, and it's something that we're going to do. And, and um, so we're going to be selling like our candles. We're going to have when artists come to town, you know, they're looking for all five to jam. They want to collab and all that. So um, we got some plans. We got some plans in the works. So I go, um, it, it's, it's time. It's time. So I'm so excited. Yeah, that sounds like, cool. Okay. <laughs> this is a huge, huge, huge announcement. But I want to get back into some more of these juicy questions for you. So I'm going to throw out the names of a couple of sex players and just give me the first word that comes to mind in terms of, like, an adjective. So if I throw oh. out the name, <laughs> of course, um, Michael Brecker. Michael Brecker. Oh. What's the person that comes um, to mind if you know who – Michael Brecker is. Oh, I I, I do. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be harder than I, I thought. I know, I know it's kind of hard, right? Because he was he was a lot of things. Yeah, it, 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 it is, it is. Uh, I, I mean, I kind of think of him as a as a gold standard. Um, oh, <laughs> like okay. Just, I, so, I, no, I like you know. <clears throat> yeah, so many people oh, reference cool. his 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 sound, and I mean, he has so many mouthpieces that are actually named after him. Um, there, a lot of them are uh, acronymed as the MB1 or MB2. Um, uh, okay. So, so Michael Brecker one or Michael Brecker two, depending on which point in his career, which version he style of mouthpiece he was playing. Uh, Dave Gordala hey. uh, designed some mouthpieces for him, and so, so he's yeah, I say gold standard because so many people are, try to achieve that that sound. So yeah, he's very very popular. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so he's one of my favorites, but so is everybody else. Grover Washington <laughs> Jr. Come on, you know oh, man. Grover the mix, right? I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I kind of think of him as this kind of like the godfather of smooth jazz. He really helped uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> make that transition, you know. Um, so, so yeah, I thought the godfather there. <laughs> Great, great, yeah, great music. Um, Left us far too soon. I, I love his stuff, and it's, you know, and, oh, and, and just yeah, goes I to show you that that, uh, that good music stands the test of time. You know, he's kind of, I don't know, he's kind of the, the Marvin wow. Gaye of saxophone music, you know. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, and when I think about Grover, um, I think about versatility because he played tenor, he played soprano, yeah. he played baritone, and he played them all equally as well i mean so versatile and just like you because i saw your video i was checking everything out i saw your video and you were recently i mean this was i think like around september the 11th and you were playing your 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 track west coast soul yeah i was like okay yeah. Chris, i yeah. see you right so looking at the video <laughs> so super cool <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mix I mix them all up too. It's hard for me to play a, a long gig without bringing all three horns, yeah, soprano, alto, right, and center. Right. And uh, and so many people right. are like, well, what's you know, what's your favorite? And it really depends on what the song is and and what I feel like is the best voice for that song. Whether it be uh, you know Ooh. need something smooth soprano, or if it needs more of that husky soul sound of a tenor, which I, I I love the sound of tenor. If I had to pick one, that would probably be my favorite. But then there's certain things that just really need that alto and the, the the range of alto and particularly gospel music i tend to lean towards alto on gospel music for whatever reason and, and uh, so it just depends each one brings their own voice to it and uh, grover did that really really well exactly wow when you said that because i'm such a visual person so the first thing i thought about is like okay we got dark roast medium roast and light roast it makes me think about yeah. coffee, right because i think of soprano yeah kind of like a little light roast <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think yeah, about thinner roast and, and you spare yeah. salt, you know, that's like the deep, dark, robust. It's kind of it's kind of moody, you know? Uh and if you and if you yeah. play if you're playing a wrong note on the wrong sax, it's like, Oh, um that's not yeah. that's not good. That's not good. Um so I have one <laughs> I have one more person that I wanna throw their name okay. out, of course, John Coltrane. Okay, yeah. I Ah, uh, I, <laughs> I just think I think old school, you know. It's mostly old school. He, he's, you know, he is. Uh, he's he's kind of the the legend, you know. I guess if I had to sum it up in one word, legendary. Um. So uh. Yeah. So yeah. It, it takes you back and and, and giant steps. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, wow. So yeah, I would. I guess legendary would be the 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 word to sum sum that up. <laughs> Okay, cool, cool. So just a couple more questions for you, and then I want to do like a few more, a uh, few more tracks. Um, are you doing anything in terms of like teaching or training anyone? I mean, I know that you know we're still in the midst of of fighting uh, this worldwide pandemic, and yeah. we really do love your music. We love your sound, and everyone is really just trying to stay safe and everything. So, um, have people reached out to you to say, hey, you know, I love the way you play. Can you teach me? Can you train me? Can you give me kind of like a few like little one two steps? So, are you doing anything virtually on <laughs> Zoom um, to to help um, I, I'm the not, next generation of um, players? <clears throat> I uh, I love to 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 go to schools and kind of uh, play and, and, and inspire people okay. in any way that I can. Um, I've I've never been real big on on, on teaching lessons. Just my schedule just okay. doesn't really allow it between being a full time musician and a respiratory therapist. And trying to have time for my family too. There's not <laughs> um, yeah. much downtime between the two. Uh, but I've actually recently just uh, started teaching my daughter about a month ago. Um, she's seven. Oh. And she just, I never pushed the I never pushed the saxophone on her. They all both of my kids love music, but I never pushed it on her. I'm just like, hey, if, you know, if if you want to learn, let me, if you want to learn, let me know. And and uh, she all of a sudden about two months ago decided she wanted to. to try to start learning so so I started working with her on that um she was missing one of her front teeth at the time and she was doing really good for a couple of weeks she picked picked it up quick and was learning quickly and uh reading music and playing you know some simple songs and then but in the in the process uh it made her other baby front tooth loose and then she lost that tooth and then she was upset because I'm like well now you can't play until your front teeth come in because you have to have front teeth to play the saxophone and so uh so she's uh 
so she's in uh in <laughs> a little uh remission right now until um her, her her new teeth grow in all the way it's about halfway there so i imagine another month or so and she'll be able to start playing again but uh Aww, but one of those things wow. so so I've, I've been teaching her but you know uh, she lives with me so it's uh, it's easy for me to to work around that schedule right. but otherwise I, right. I haven't um i haven't really given lessons in a while i did i did i did some uh, several years ago but um, but my my schedule's been a been a little t- too hard uh, lately. People people do ask, you know, and it's it's just hard to to find the right balance. And, and uh, I'm I'm spread right. pretty thin. I don't want to I don't want to upset the apple cart <laughs> more than it is. <laughs> family is everything, and family is first, yeah. especially when you have especially when you have little ones and they're in their formative years and they really really need you. So, um, but I'm sure. super excited to hear that your daughter definitely wants to learn. So. I want to get into another song, and I'm really liking this one. And this one is called Butterfly. It's track number five um, yeah. uh, on your Momentum uh, project. And if you can step this one up and tell the fans about it, I would love to play it. Okay, well, sure. Um, well, and the, and the, one of the last ones you did back-to-back, the, uh, you did Momentum and Sizzle, which I'm glad you played that. That's probably yeah. my favorite uh, song from that <laughs> album. I think Sizzle is really, really catchy. And for whatever reason, it didn't it didn't pick up that much uh, didn't, for radio, even though we did a full radio campaign. But it, um, and a lot of stations didn't play it for whatever reason. That one's produced by Adam Holly. It's featuring Adam Holly, so I love that song. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, but yeah. So sizzle, I appreciate you playing that one. So so butterfly, it's kind of that slow uh, ballad on, on the on the CD. But um, a lot of people really liked it. You know, it's it's hard to name instrumental music. You know, there's no words. It's kind of like, okay, what does this sound like? What does it feel like? And mm. and uh, and, and uh, ironically, for whatever reason, I was kind of it has no boxing vibe whatsoever. But that saying that Muhammad Ali would flip like a butterfly, sting like a bee, and so I was just kind of <laughs> like, as I was playing this, I'm like, it kind of has this light, floaty kind of feeling. Like you know, I just butterfly, and uh, and so so let's call it. I had a list of names that I make when I'm naming a song or uh, writing songs for an album. I'll come up with titles that I think would be cool for song titles and I'll just put them on a list. And then as I write a song, I try to, I go back. If I can't think of anything that, that comes to me, I reference back at that list. And uh, Butterfly was a, t- a title that I had written for a future song, whatever seemed to fit. And, and, and uh, I felt like this, particular song fit fit that title so i decided to uh to go with it (laughs) all right awesome let's take a listen guys
This is Mindy Cantor, flautist, keyboardist, songwriter, and composer. Have you heard about Coffee Talk Jazz Radio with radio personality and host Bridget Lewis? She brings listeners the best there is in musical diversity and talent. You'll get a chance to peep behind the curtain and get up close and personal with your favorite artists. You'll experience world-class contemporary Latin gospel straight ahead and smooth jazz greats all right here at Coffee Talk Jazz Radio. Our show's call-in number is 1-347-934-0108. Our show link is www.blogtalkradio.com. This is Bridget Lewis. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, www.twitter.com slash coffeetalkjazz. And check us out at our official website at www.coffeetalkjazzradio. Okay, guys, we are back and we are broadcasting live. It has been an incredible, an incredible show. You all have, have um, heard so much amazing music. You've heard Chris's background, his backstory, his love for all things music. You know he loves his family. So now we want to put you in the hot seat. <laughs> Drum roll. <laughs> so we're gonna put you we're gonna put you in the hot seat. Okay, hold on one second. Ready for the hot seat. All right. All right, here we go. So, <laughs> Hagen Dazs or Ben and Jerry's, and if so, what's your favorite flavor? Oh, um, you know, 
it's it's hard to say because ne- neither one of them have like particularly my my favorite flavor of ice cream. But I, I like. Oh my one god! Of them. Okay, is there another ice cream um, that you like? Maybe bluebell. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, my 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 favorite flavor is uh, is just chocolate peanut butter, which is a Baskin Robbins uh, thing. And uh, so, oh wow! Okay. Um, actually, I think I think I think Briars actually makes it, but it's hard to find. That, like they haven't been carrying it lately. Um, but you know, Hagen Dazs probably has some version of that. Um, it's just been limited at the shelves of, of Walmart. But uh, there was a, um, a Ben and Jerry's. I think it was Funky Monkey or something like that that I used to get a lot. Um, so I guess if I had to choose between the two, I would go that because I remember the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but okay. but yeah, me um, and my dad just chocolate peanut butter is what we are was always our go-to at, uh, at Baskin Robbins. And so uh, um, yeah. I think it Briars uh, makes it. So sometimes we just get that. Wow, that is good stuff. So, and thank you so much <laughs> for um, for the birthday for the birthday well wishes. And um, yeah, <laughs> I am fifty one years young, and Absolutely. I am I am just thrilled that God has given me another opportunity. Another another chance to um, just share my love of all things music and children and education. And so what made me bring up the ice cream is it's so funny with these apps that are out there. Um, Baskin Robbins said, hey, happy birthday. Come in here and get a few scoops of us. Uh, you think I'm going to turn that down? Uh, no. <laughs> so right. I, I went to Baskin on my birthday, absolutely. and we stopped in, and my absolute favorite is pralies and cream, like, hands down. It just does it for me. It's just my absolute. Okay. It's my absolute favorite. Okay. So I want to play one other song, and then we're going to come back on. And this one is so good, you guys. It's called Vibin'. It's called Vibin'. It's track number 10 on the Momentum project and if you can set this up we'll just give them a little teaser we'll just give them a taste and um we'll let you set this yeah. up for the fans yeah it's another another one of my favorites and i usually I usually play that at most every show as well and it's just uh, just had a good feel you know and so uh again it's hard to name instrumental music and so caleb uh my producer that produced that uh, uh that, that that particular song and then the, the new west coast album and then he, he produced the starting over album he's good friend of mine, amazing keyboard player and um, multi-instrumentalist really, but um, you know, we wrote this song together and uh, we were just, we were just feeling it. I said, man, I'm, I'm really vibing, vibing with that, you know, and, and uh, I said, me too. I said, I think we should just call it because <laughs> I'm like, what else is catchy? What else are we going to call it? So we said, let's, let's call it vibing. Hopefully, hopefully everybody else digs the vibe on it too. So, uh, so that's, that's how we went yeah, to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry these stories aren't better, but I'm just being honest. That's just how it is. Here we go.
Okay, guys, we are back, and it's Miss Bridget Moose and my very special guest, saxophonist, um, chart topper, Chris Gopper, and um, I am just loving my Floridian family, our folks from California, those who've been hanging out from the Eastern and Western Caribbean. We see you Alaska, Chappaqua, New York, uh, Schenectady, um, Hell's Kitchen, Brooklyn. I see you guys. You guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, we still have those gifts to give away, and uh, we don't know why you guys are so scared to press the button on your phone and say <laughs> hello to Chris. But it has been an impactful and an incredible show. And so, Chris, what do you want to say to the fans that have tuned in today? Well, uh, first of all, thank you uh, so much for uh, choosing to hang out with me on your Sunday night. I appreciate it. Uh, you could have been doing anything else. So uh, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. I appreciate it. I appreciate your support of, uh, of not only my music, but uh, this thing we call smooth jazz um, for, for making it what it is and uh, giving us a uh, a platform and, and an audience to uh, not only listen to the music, buy the music, but come out to the shows so that uh, we can perform and uh, artists like myself can do what we love to do. Uh, so so thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, this has been so awesome. Uh, and being that it is September and being that it is my birthday, because mm-hmm, I celebrate the whole entire month, uh, we want to check it out with, with uh, September, which is a song that was obviously made famous by the great uh, group Earth, Wind, and Fire. And I've had the pleasure of hanging out with those guys, specifically um, Verdeen and Maurice and and all the other guys and and Phil um, hanging out in that group. Um, I see now folks are signing on. Uh, If you guys want to ask them a question, they are counting us down. The coffee has almost stopped brewing. Uh, this has just been an incredible <laughs> show, and then I just want to let you guys know uh, the next arm of what we're doing is the Coffee Talk Jazz magazine will be dropping, and yours truly, Chris Gobert, um, you guys want to know more about him. There's so much more to know, so much more to see. We could not give you guys all the goodies on today's episode. So if you want to know more about Chris, Chris, give out your website again. Yeah, it's chrisgodber.com. That's G-O-D-B-E-R. Uh, ChrisGodber.com. You can, uh, of course, read about my bio. All of my, all the links to all of my music, all my albums, are on there, and you can choose where you want to buy them at. Apple Music, Amazon, all that. The links for all those your favorite streaming and download websites are on each album, so you can choose where you want to go to from there. Um, and my bio, my contact uh, information. If you'd like to book me for any, I do a lot of private and corporate events. A good 80% okay. of what I do. Is not public. It's private events and things like that. So, uh, so of course, so I don't good. post about those on social media. But I do so much of that, um, and have been for years, um, from from weddings to uh, to sales parties uh, for Wyndham and so many other things like that. So, uh, nice. so I do a lot nice. of that stuff. So, again, if anybody out there there needs classy music for your event, I, I do that sort of thing. And uh, and so uh, and much more affordable than Kenny G, by the way. So I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> But anyway, right, um, but yeah, you can contact me through there, chrisgodber.com, and then uh, my all my social media handles are just at chrisgodbersacks. Wow. I want to thank you so much for being my very special guest. We're going to go ahead and we're going to take it out. Um, with your track, September, I love the feeling of it all, and I want to say with music in our hearts and with jazz in our souls, we want to thank you, our friends, fans, and supporters for making Coffee Talk Jazz award-winning and number one. We love you. 
Happy Sunday, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me.